0: are you ready it's time
1: to separate the men from the boys
2: and get down to the business of sport
0: right here on the world famous ginger's perspective hello and welcome to football two plus three it's the return of the famous podcast But first, before we get into the nitty-gritty of what's been happening in the Premier League, congratulations, Mo, on the birth of your second daughter. I hope baby and mom are doing well and that um, you are getting at least some sleep
2: thanks keys yeah i'm getting some sleep but not getting to watch much football
0: (laughs) you can be uh, pardoned or excused on this occasion let's put it that way but congratulations nonetheless uh, all the blessings in the world for you and your new young family and um, yeah i hope that everything goes well for you going forward let's talk football now and we have to talk about last night's Champions League game. Now forgive us because normally we focus on the best league in the world which is the Premier League but last night Man City and Liverpool went head-to-head in the Champions League second leg quarterfinal. Liverpool were 3-0 up and it looked like City were about to do the unthinkable but unfortunately it didn't work out for the citizens. Liverpool are through, they're the only English team in the Champions League semi-finals and the Reds fans are going bonkers this morning aren't they?
2: Well, I don't blame them. It's been so long since they've actually, you know, had something to celebrate. Mm. For a long time, they haven't been, you know, in many FA Cup finals or progressed really. And it's a good thing for them. Although, I mean, between the two sides, I wanted neither of them to qualify.
1: So,
2: <laughs> but I mean, well, well. Hopefully, this sort of, you know, escalates for for City. They drop more points in the league based on these uh, What has happened? I mean, they went from. Potentially winning four trophies and they could only finish with one. I'd consider that a failure with the amount of money Guardiola has spent on that team.
0: Mo, before we get into um, How Man City bottled winning the league uh, last weekend uh, Our former colleague at Supersport, Doki Darkrat, made an interesting uh, Posted an interesting tweet saying that 1978-2005 were the same years that Prince Charles got uh, married. Um, I think for the first wife was Princess Diana, and then it was um, that uh, rather charming woman, Camilla Parker Bowles. Is that? Is that I think that's her name. Anyway, I think
2: that's point, yeah.
0: coincided with Liverpool winning the, the title. Now, I think he's going on the fact that maybe Prince Harry's getting married this year, that it's another royal wedding, and maybe it's Liverpool's year to win the Champions League again. We'll have to wait and see. Look, if you look at who's left in the mix, Real Madrid. Bayern, Roma, who did the unthinkable against Barcelona, and Liverpool, they have every chance of reaching the final, don't they?
2: No, absolutely. Uh, It's just, you know, they're so confident at the moment going into matches, except for this dull Everton game. But, uh, you know, they they could get to the final, but I really wouldn't want it to ever happen. (coughs) Purely big, but... Purely based on the fact, do you know how unbearable the sport will be? It would be like Liverpool won the World Cup or
0: something. Yeah, and it's got nothing to do with the rivalry between your team, Manchester United and Liverpool. It's purely because... It's got
2: everything. It's got
0: everything to do with Liverpool. <laughs> we don't want to see them we to. <laughs> Let's hear now from Jürgen Klopp, who uh, described the result as coming out of the whirlwind or dealing with the whirlwind and at the end of the day, getting a deserved victory. He was speaking post-match to the BBC.
2: Over to Lex Oh, two games. I really think we are deserved in next round. We scored five goals against Man City. We conceded one. That's absolutely that. These numbers are usually not possible,
0: and
1: um, the boys did it. So I'm happy.
0: All right. Enough about um, Jurgen Klopp and the Champions League game. For me, though, um, if you look at that Merseyside derby. Mo and and the way Liverpool played, you would have expected them to do a bit more against Everton. But the fact that they lacked a spark, they lacked the Egyptian talisman, Mo Salah, Mm -hmm. it just showed what a huge, huge role he plays in firing up that team, getting them to spark.
2: Absolutely. He's been carrying them this whole season. What is he on? Like 39 goals in all competitions. And you could see he was missing because... They didn't really do anything against Everton, and I would say that it's not the strongest Everton team
0: in the world. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm just sipping my cup of tea. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I don't think it's... I think Sam Allardyce says, is it flattered to deceive? Or I don't know what it is, but Big Sam hasn't really got a lot out of that Everton team. You saw the way Rooney was upset when he was substituted, and it just looks like they're pretty flat, but... A point, nonetheless, for the Toffees against um, and their, their fierce rivals. Liverpool, they'll take it. Um, I caught up with John Barnes. He was out here for a, a charity uh, in, in honour of the late, great Nelson Mandela and, and got his thoughts on why Liverpool are playing such good football and why Mo Salah has delivered at a place like Liverpool where he struggled at Chelsea and did all right at Roma, but it's Liverpool where he's found his home because of the environment that Jurgen Klopp creates for players like him. So if you look at Mane, Firmino, Salah, the way that Liverpool plays suits those players. Now, Salah, Mane, Firmino going to a different club um, probably wouldn't do that. Uh, we have seen, um, if you look at one of the great players of the Premier League leaving Arsenal to go to Manchester United and you see that he's not thriving, that's nothing to do with him, it's to do with, and it's not criticizing Jose Mourinho because Jose Mourinho is not of a manager who will empower those type of players to show he's a good manager who can get results and they're ahead of liverpool so i'm not saying that liverpool are better than man united however if you're an attacking player and you're a player like salamane you would want to play on a match like like jürgen klopp all right mo so um we've spoken about your namesake Mo Salah, um fantastic player let's talk about paul pogba because firstly what was he doing with that blue hair what did it have anything to do with the fact that Pep Guardiola came out and said that he was offered to Man City in January. Or do you think it's just Paul Pogba being Paul Pogba?
2: I think it's just Paul Pogba being Pogba. He just does what he wants to do. And, you know, lucky enough, he did what he wanted to do on the football pitch as well. Because he would have been slated if United didn't get a result or probably were beaten. But he, he, you know, he turned up in the second half and he destroyed them. And they could actually, you know... Sell him for free transfer. Now it's fine.
0: <laughs> it's done.
2: <laughs> we, we we got we got a result that we wanted.
0: Is it fair to say that that was the best second half performance um from Manchester United this season?
2: I wouldn't say it was their best. I think you know they they were just revved up second half. But I think also they probably the players just decided to take the handbrake off in the second half. You know you two know down. Why not give it a shot? See what happens. You know, there were other games where they played much better. I think that if City were up maybe three, four if Sterling to all those chances, United wouldn't even, the players wouldn't even bother if turned up.
0: I have a mate who has a theory about Raheem Sterling. He says that in the big games he disappears and he can't he doesn't have the BMT. Um I don't necessarily agree with that, but Considering that he has, he's on the wages he's on, and the hype that he's on, and the way England looked to him for like a creative spark out wide, when you had those opportunities in front of goal in a derby like that, you need to bury them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And oh, I yeah, think
2: what a big chances.
0: City should have been five 0 up at half time, which would have made for an epic second half. Um, even though <laughs> at the end of the day, I think the right team won. Um, but looking, looking at the Man City setup, are they running out of steam here? You know, I, I get the feeling Manchester United are like, well, the season's pretty much done type thing, and they're kind of going through the motions. Um, apart from that 45 minutes where I was like, oh, hello, where have you guys been all season? You know, remember that great start United got off to. It was 4-0, 4-0. It seems like, like an eternity ago. They it does. smashing everybody. It does. But all of a sudden... I think because they were put under massive pressure, they sort of kicked into gear and had a point to prove. Um, Whereas before that, I thought, ah, United are just going through the motions, man. They really are just going through the motions.
2: Yeah, I think they just want to wrap up the season. But also, you know, some of the players probably said, you know what, we don't want to see these guys pick up the trophy after this game. Bug eight, let's give it all. And, And that's the type of United we want to see, game in, game out. Where have they been in, you know, pretty much the first half of the season? Yeah, they were put, you know picking up results against the likes of Swansea and you know Arsenal those type of teams. But I mean, in the important games, Liverpool away they could have done the same. Spurs away, same. But uh, it was you know it's always nice to beat your noisy neighbours.
0: <laughs> I think um, I think this there was a bit of like that steely United that was coming back. You know what I mean? Like in the days of Roy Keane, uh, Paul Scholes. Look, that was a special team, but they had a sort of steeliness to them. Nemanja Vidic, Yap um, Stum. You had an enforcer in that team and United don't have an enforcer. Paul Pogba's not an enforcer. He's a playmaker. Yeah, I know that the, that was the intended role for Matic, but I just get the feeling that there's no real enforcer. You look at some of the other teams, you know, they, they, they have an enforcer who, who dominates play. When Pogba is allowed to play, and Matic does become dominant in the midfield. It's a whole different Manchester United team.
2: No, I agree with you. When, when he's allowed to move forward, he's more effective. Letting him play defensive is not his threat. I like the pairing of Herrera and Matic because they give you that sort of, you know, Herrera is like a little barking dog that just chases after you all the time. And, you know, Matic screens the back four. So it does make sense to play Popa more forward, but... You know the amount of attacking options, uh, the, the variables that they've got. It's always, it's not always, you know, easy to do that. You've got Sanchez, Lukaku, Lingard, Rashford. You've got, you know, Martial. So it, it's it's very tough to get that balance always correct.
0: Uh, look, I think, you know, Man City against Spurs uh, this weekend. Um, they could still do it this weekend if I'm not mistaken. Is that right?
2: Well, it depends if United lose against West Brom on Sunday. Not going to happen. Certainly need
0: to beat spurs okay that's not going to happen so maybe we'll have to wait another weekend i think spurs will beat city and i think united will beat west brom yeah, and, and
2: yeah but stranger things have happened i mean you know west brom are fighting for their lives but you know they obviously they, they still in it eh?
0: Just a, you think so six it? points it's, 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 yeah it's okay. 10 points from safety yeah look they they've got 33 games they've played so they don't have a game in hand whereas nope. the likes of Southampton and Swansea do. Um, but West Brom's record against uh, Manchester United at Old Trafford is, is woeful. Um, and the, the, they're aiming, I mean, should they pull off the unthinkable, and they beat United. I think they'll only be the second bottom-placed team in the league to have beaten United at Old Trafford since Blackburn. Uh, which was a couple seasons ago, but I somehow don't see how West Brom can beat you guys at Old Trafford. I really don't. Then, then again, looking at their next couple of games, they've got United away, they've got Liverpool um, at home, I think. Yeah. And
2: then they've Spurs.
0: Yeah, it's a nightmare. And then they've still got to go to St James's Park, also, when Rafa Benitez has earmarked that one as, as you know. Another must win, even though thirty eight points many will feel that United I mean Newcastle United have done enough. We'll have to see. I, I think it's the nails in the coffin for West Brom. Yeah,
2: I think they probably will get relegated. They they have a nightmare
0: run. And then all of a sudden, players like Rondon, Evans, you know, that becomes very interesting. Where do they go? Because they're not bad players. It's just I think West Brom have just lost the plot. Stoke, Southampton Palace, oh even Huddersfield, 32 points. Swansea, 32 points. Not out of the dark yet, that's for sure. I mean, that could still all go pear-shaped for a team like Southampton and Mark Hughes. I, I, I don't know if Mark Hughes is the right guy. I don't I think... think
2: he is, eh? But, uh, I mean, Southampton have surprised me. I mean, how do they drop from... So, you know, I mean, last season they were doing well.
0: Yeah? All the that...
2: previous seasons they've been okay, consistent, top 10, whatever. And this season they've just slumped.
0: You think of what ronald kuman did with them you know and, and he did a fantastic job i think they finished eighth wasn't it eighth or something like that so i can't remember exactly look
2: but, i mean they were a mid-table team always there they did have they found, they found, yeah although, look they do have a game in hand on crystal palace they do they do uh, three points behind and you think well, but i don't think they have much quality anymore eh?
0: well virgil van Dijk was a big loss i think you know i really think that 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 him a moving um, was one of the, the big sort of, you know, it took away that stability at the it's back.
2: A, it's a degradation, you know, over the last few seasons. They've always sold their best players. Yeah. Like Shaw, Van Dyke, Jordan Henderson, all these guys have left the club. Yeah. And, it's, and they haven't really replaced them with the same
0: quality. No, they haven't. They haven't. And I mean, if you look at it, I mean, West Brom, uh, well, we got Southampton against Chelsea. So already there's, 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 but, but, Funny funny enough though I think Southampton at St Mary's will see this game against Chelsea and go hey they're out of form they struggled against West Ham maybe just maybe we can nick a point here we have to I see think they
2: could, yeah.
0: well i mean talking about John Barnes earlier i, I was fortunate to meet the legend uh, Robbie Fowler former Liverpool and uh, England played Man City um, and got his thoughts on the relegation battle Uh, He thinks that it's going to go down to the final day of the season. This is what he had to say, and that was at that Mandela for Charity um, football event that I attended just a little while ago.
1: Well, you know, it's difficult, and this is probably why we love football, because I think it's it's continuous, you know, more or less to the last kick of the season. I think West Brom, look as though they're nailed on to go down, but, you know, you look at how tight, you know, from, you know, uh, Stoke and uh, obviously even West Ham can get dragged into it. But I think there's like two or three points separating about five or six teams, um, so you know over the coming weeks, I think we'll know a little bit more. You know teams playing each other, and um, yeah, I mean West Ham seems to be in free fall. but you know the um, I don't I think it's hard to sort of to gauge and you know to judge who will go down. I mean West Brom, I think we'll find extremely difficult because of where they I mean uh, they're like X amount of points adrift, but um, I think there's a lot to play for and. Uh, Maybe the the relegation fight uh, is more exciting than the uh, the top of the league. So I think we all know what's going to happen there. But uh, yeah, it makes for an interesting end of the season.
0: So Mohi reckons West Brom definitely gone down. He thinks Palace could be um, in the mix there. But it's going to be very interesting. This time of season with, what, five games to go, six games for some teams. Oh, who who wants to be in that scrap? No one does. But it just shows how tough the Premier League is at this stage. Um let's shift our attention now to to fantasy. Um and there's been some <laughs> it's been interesting. I think when Moscella was injured, people panicked. They didn't know what was going on. <laughs> well
2: the zombie apocalypse people just didn't know what to do.
0: <laughs> and then Harry Kane was fit, so but he started on the bench uh at, at at that when he came back. So they were like panicking. Um any any specific tips? I mean, should we be looking at um
2: I've been, uh, you know, I've been tracking this with you as well. Uh, your boy Kennedy, he seems to be the real deal. I mean, he's scoring points for fun at the moment. Yeah. In almost every every game he gets a decent return.
0: Yeah, well, let's hope Newcastle can make a bid and hold on to him. Although I see Bayern Munich and Paris Saint-Germain have already said to Chelsea, if you're looking to offload him, we'll take him.
2: It would come down to him. Would he like to go play for Bayern Munich? There's no real chance of him getting
0: game. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Weaker, whereas in Newcastle, he can become sort of integral
2: to the squad. Besides him, you know, Marco and from West Ham, he's also been on some really good form.
0: Oh, I do like him. him. I like him. I think he's a he's a cool player. Wears his heart on his sleeve. So Arnautovic, on- Kennedy, two two potential guys. What about that um, the Crystal Palace midfielder, the I can't even pronounce his yeah, name.
2: I seen you you put him in your team. I was quite surprised. I mean, he is on penalty duty, and apparently. You know, Crystal Palace get a lot of penalties.
0: I don't know how they do it, but I think Zaha and Benteke fall very easily.
2: Yeah, most likely. But I like the look of him, but obviously it depends on the fixture. Yeah. He seems to, in the bigger games, he's not really uh, features much.
0: Okay. So let's go. Kennedy is pretty cheap. You can get him. I don't think Anatovic is very expensive, so you can potentially get those guys into the mix. Um, West Ham starting to hit a bit of form under David Moyes. So um, have a look there and see how it goes. But I think Mo Salah, you got to stick with him. Harry Kane, still a heavy hitter, although he hasn't quite sparked. But I think this weekend against City, oof, do you go with Kane? Do you not go with Kane? Maybe a Deli Ali instead? I don't know. It's a tricky one.
2: Yeah, I'd look, uh, for this weekend. Harry Kane, I'd maybe stay off him. Uh, he, well, look, he turns up
0: for the big game some, most times. Yeah, he does. But he, that injury sort of
2: seems... He's it's not, it's, it's not 100% yet. Yeah, it slowed him down a Liverpool bit, eh? Liverpool got Bournemouth, so I'd rather maybe look at Firmino.
0: But factor fact that they played a midweek game, although it was in England, so... Yeah, I don't think...
2: maybe look at Aubameyang.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't think Klopp will rest players like if, if you know what i mean i think that he sticks to them and they play you know i don't think he's going to drop salah for or or any of those mane for the rest of the season unless they're injured i really think he'll he'll stick with his guns
2: but he'd also he'd probably look at you know the bigger picture now that they're in the next round of the champions league he doesn't want to risk them getting injured so he'll use them sort of smartly
0: yeah you know not full games rest them here and there that's the trick of being a manager isn't it
2: I think they're in a bit of a safe spot, although they've got Spurs chasing behind them.
0: Yeah, that's what I say. I think he'll see Bournemouth is... Let's go and try and scrap it. Let's go and get some results, you know. Right, who well, knows? It is, at,
2: it is at Anfield, so...
0: Yeah, that's right. So, I don't know, man. We'll have to wait and see. All right, well, let's wrap it up there, Mo. I think um, it's been a nice long and juicy one uh, on our return. We've we've been out of action for some time due to all sorts of things. But we're back on track. It and. <laughs> Let's have a prediction quickly, um, City-Tottenham this weekend?
2: I think I'm going to go for 2-2 draw.
0: Oh, I like that, goals, goals are plenty. Uh, Liverpool-Bournemouth? Bournemouth
2: have Bournemouth, been a thorn in a lot of teams' side, uh, sides uh, lately, but I'm going to go with a 2-1 win to Bournemouth.
0: Wow. So um, Manchester United-West Brom? I
2: think we'll probably double digits
0: score on that one. <laughs> Seven or eight, nilder. No,
2: okay. <laughs> there
0: you have but it. We've got to go for the big one, Newcastle Arsenal. 4-4, son. Well, I, I, uh it's interesting. I think Arsenal have won ten of their last eleven against Newcastle United, but it is at St. James's Park. This is a very different different Newcastle United who are actually I, I must say that's the difference between the team that got relegated and the team that uh, is currently playing its trade in the Premier League. This team has heart, its dedication, and has a quality quality um, feel to it, you know, when they get things right, whereas...
2: And, and also, I mean, they, they're only two points away from that magical number 40.
0: That's it. So, I, deep down, I did not expect us to go to Leicester and win. Um, and I think this is an Arsenal side that are uh, a bit iffy. Let's put it that way at st james's park with a sold-out geordie crowd knowing that we're two points away i think newcastle might just um just edge arsenal this weekend i know it's bold but i've just got a feeling
2: uh, definitely why not believe son, believe
0: all right mate uh let's have those uh, famous parting words
2: as always be champions
0: Thanks for listening. Remember, you can catch us on iTunes as well as cs2c.co.za and on SoundCloud. It's also on Facebook. Look for CS2C page, The Ginger, and you can get all you need to know about Football 2 Plus 3 and uh, follow us on social media at Football 2 Plus 3. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the football. We'll chat to you next week.